This is Leader to Leader from the University of West Florida's College of Business. Hello, I'm Rick Fountain, Dean of the College of Business at the University of West Florida. Recently, we've held a series of roundtable discussions with various business leaders. The topic of each of these discussions has been leadership. Specifically, we've been exploring what behaviors shape great leaders and how they have reacted during this unprecedented time. We're interviewing three head football coaches. Each of these coaches won the National Coach of the Year Award for their respective divisions and also led their teams to national titles this past season. Dr. Allie Green, Chair of Global Hospitality and Tourism Management here at the University of West Florida, conducted these interviews. She talked with Ed Ogeron, head football coach at LSU, Matt Entz, head coach of North Dakota State University, and our very own Pete Shinnick, head coach here at UWF. Each coach shares his experience on leading his team, preparing his players for the separation of remote learning and remote training. And I think if you will listen to their various ideas, you'll conclude that leadership in any facet of business, whether it's running a hospital, a restaurant, a college of business, or yes, a football program requires the same leadership skills. We appreciate the coach's willingness to share their stories and to teach us what business leaders can learn from their experiences. You are at the absolute top of your game. At the same time, the economy, unemployment rates, the general mood of the U.S. was also at the best that we've been in a very, very long time. And then it seemed like overnight, things just stopped. They stopped for everybody. So what I'm most interested in is the first question we'll launch is, pulling from your leadership skills, how did you approach this time in history as an organization? Yeah, you know, it was obviously very interesting. We went on spring break, as you all know, and, you know, everybody's planning on coming back Monday, getting back in class. And then we were going to start spring practice on Tuesday. We had had a great nine weeks of training and felt like our team was at a fantastic place. And then on Tuesday, I think the university announced we're going to go to online classes and that's how we're going to deal with this. So the first communication I had with our team was, all right, guys, hey, we're going to come back. You're going to be online, but we're still going to practice. That seemed to be what was in place at the time. And then obviously, as you mentioned in the question, everything got turned upside down, you know, a couple of days later. And so the communication went, hey, don't come back to campus. Hold on. You know, let's see where we are with this and, you know, let us communicate. So I really basically from the Thursday that this became what it is until Monday morning when we had our first non-in-person staff meeting, I really just started processing what do I want this to look like? If this is a two-week process, what's our plan? If it's a four-week process, what are we going to do? If it's still now, what are we going to do? And that's really how I spent really the course of the next and came up with, you know, pretty simply, you know, we, we have four things that we wanted to work on. And number one, we want to make sure that our players could handle this type of environment with all online learning, what resources needed to be available to them, and how did they need to handle that process. I think our university was fantastic, and Dr. Saunders was amazing. We had guys set computers at home because they didn't have them, resources to get internet into the home. There were just so many helpful things that took place. 
my challenge to our coaches was we, we got to have daily communication mm-hmm. with our players Monday through Friday. We were going to basically text three times a week, one time a week, have a phone call or a FaceTime, and then one time a week, a group Zoom, FaceTime, whatever it was, a group deal. We wanted to keep our unity. We wanted to keep our guys together. And at the same time, we wanted to track what they were doing. I mean, as I sit here today, I'm very pleased with the results. We had 49 guys get over a 3.0. We had our highest team GPA this semester. Guys really did a fantastic job. We were right at around a 2.9 team GPA. When you got 110 people, that's uh, that's moving in the right direction there. And then the second thing that I wanted, it was a four-stage deal. Second thing I wanted was I wanted to get better at football. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to lose what we were going to do. So we continued to meet via Zoom. We continued to talk through our playbook installation, even though we weren't running plays in spring ball, we were breaking down our opponents. We were still, you know, getting better in that area. And really for about the first four weeks, we'd have a couple hour offense defensive meeting. And then we have about an hour and a half staff meeting, just working through things. We've kind of streamlined that a little bit because we've gotten through some of that phase of what we needed to do. But then with that part of our connection to our players, we wanted to stay connected to them with football. And so per the rules allowed, we were still talking football. We were giving them tests on formations and defenses and fronts and coverages so that they could stay just like they would have during spring ball. The third area, we still had some areas that we needed to fulfill in recruiting. We've signed a handful of young men since we've been shut down. We're working on signing a couple more, adding to our roster. And then the fourth phase that I wanted to get ahead on was our recruiting for 2021. We're not going to be able to see anybody in person. Typically, as we do during the spring, as we go out, we visit high school coaches and we see what their juniors look like and we watch them in spring ball. Now we're just doing a lot more film evaluation. My number one thing that, you know, after processing it, coming up with the four things that I wanted to get better at and work on every day, my number one thing was this is going to end at some point in time. I'm confident in that. We got too many smart people working on this that it's going to go forever. It's going to end at some point in time. When it ends, I want to be ahead of everybody else. That was my main message to our coaches. Look, this ends, I want to be ahead. You know, this isn't a vacation. This isn't time off. Let's get better. And so when we get back together, it isn't like we're making up for lost ground. We're right where we need to be. We were sailing along. We were thinking this yeah. was going to be just beautiful for a long time. Yeah. And then poof, right? Mm-hmm. It just yeah. like stopped. So yeah. you had the energy. I know I'm thinking that you're so in touch with the human on the other side of whatever it is, your staff, yeah. your players, whoever it is. How then did you approach when yeah. we stopped your communication and how did you what changes I mean because it it just feels and I don't know you personally but it just feels as if I can feel that compassion coming out and then all of a sudden no longer how did you how did you do that as a leader I do believe that as a leader I have to be prepared every day Mm. and I have a routine I'm going to get up at five o'clock now, I got to go to bed at 9.30 now. Right. I, mean, I watch the news, 9.30, 10 o'clock. I was, if I can get in bed at 8.30, I'm going to do it, okay? But I'm going to get rest, okay? 
if I don't get rest, I'm like a bear. Nobody wants to be around the next day. But anyway, I have a routine. I'm going to get to the office early. I'm going to say my prayers, okay? I read a book. I say my prayers. I drink my coffee. I go out in my beautiful balcony that's overlooking the stadium and the practice field. And I look at that bridge where I dreamed about being the head coach of the LSU Tigers. And here's my prayer. God, thank you for letting me be the head coach of the LSU Tigers today. Please give me the words and the wisdom that you'd like me to lead these young men today. Then I go to work, but I'm prepared. Because you know what? Something's going to happen. But we have a saying here, we don't blink. And as a leader, I won't blink. No matter what the circumstances is, I don't blink. So when this happened, it was like, but you know what? We had to get a plan. We got a plan together. I got the team together. The first thing I told them is, guys, your health and your well-being is the first thing in mind. But we have to have some education on what's going on here. That's not my wheelhouse. I don't know it. But we had an expert on our staff, Shelly, who's one of the trainers that has studied the virus. She gave them a protocol of what to do, what to expect, how to do it. Because a lot of boys are going home to New Orleans, Baton Rouge. Things are happening very fast. Okay. But the thing I thought that was most important, that they knew I cared about them, they knew that we gave them some knowledge, and then we were going to communicate with them every day. The second thing is academics. What's going to go on? We have them in a cocoon here. We have so much support. We have guys that are learning disabled. We have guys that ADD, taking medicine, and it takes a lot of people. <laughs> and they're all by themselves. Created an academic tax force. We had 40 guys identified that were at risk. I split them up into groups of 10, and those guys were in charge of those young men every day. And I made them write down a phone log. Don't give me no text. I don't want to see that. You write down 9 a.m., Tyler Shelvin, I spoke to him, coach. And you needed to speak to him every day to go over their schedule. Wow. And and we had their schedule monitored just like we'd be in school. Right. So if somebody met, met Mr. Tutorial, they get a call from Coach O at night right away. Communication. As you know, we were not going to let them alone. Right. Second of all, we continued to coach them hmm. at installation. We had Zoom meetings, which is what we're doing here. Can you all believe that we always had Zoom? And we- <laughs> We would have never used it, right? So this taught us a little bit, right, guys? I mean, this tool has always been there, and we never used it. We were required to have Zoom meetings once a day with our players. They saw our face, communicate, and then they were required to go work out, find a place to go work out, and film it. So I tried to keep everything as normal as we could, but with communication. With our coaches, I came to work every day, like all of them at home. At 8 o'clock in the morning, they had a Zoom meeting. The coordinators gave them what they were going to do today. We recruited, we coached all day, and we ended up getting off of work at 6. And we worked Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And they had Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off. So I tried to keep everything as normal as possible. And I, I do believe, here's what I told our guys. The work that, first of all, we're competing with other, we're competing with Alabama, we're competing with Florida. Everybody has the same, same level field. But guess what, guys? We are coming back. So the work that we do today academically, the work that we do today physically, the work that we do in football, the team that does it the best, when they come back, we'll hit the ground running. So it took a lot of work. We didn't take no time off. 
I think our guys did a tremendous job. Academically, we're doing fine. Uh, we're taking finals this week. Our guys are on top of them. And believe it or not, our players miss it here. Yeah. They can't wait to get back. You know, they think about it. A lot of them don't have three meals a day. There's some guys we have to send meals to. You know what I'm saying? Just, we just have such a good system here that they realize how well they have it. Pulling from your leadership skills, how did you approach this time in history as an organization, as a leader? As you guys can imagine, there is no blueprint out there for what we're going through right now. And I think the first thing I realized is there are no best laid plans for right now. Things can change in a blink of an eye. That's atypical of me. Uh, I'm probably a type A individual. Everything needs to have its order. There's a procedure. There's logistics to everything in my world. And all of a sudden, I was thrown into a situation where there wasn't a plan. There wasn't anything really to go back and look at as far as how have we done things before in situations like this. And so I think that was the first thing that I needed to do as an individual was just make sure that I was comfortable knowing that we may not have a plan to the end. We just need to have a plan for every day that we go through because things can change and they were changing initially. We were on spring break and I was actually in Fort Lauderdale, Florida when the beaches got closed. And so, you know, my wife and I took off, got back to Fargo, then campus was closed. And so then all of a sudden the staff and myself started to put together a plan of how we were going to try to create as close to possible any sense of normalcy for our student athletes. We had good conversation about that. And I think we've done an excellent job. I'm taking that feedback from our leadership council that we have that's made up of about 15 or 16 of our leaders on our team, kids that were voted to be in that in those roles. And those kids have been really a huge asset for me and our staff to continue to evolve as we move forward from March now and all of a sudden now in the middle of May. I wonder about this, your communication. Part of that is making sure the communication is disseminated in the right way to the right person. The coaches were different than the students are different to your staff, different staff members. How did you frame that communication specifically to each? This is nice, what we're doing right here, to be able to you know, communicate with you, but it's, to me, it's very unnatural. It's not my comfort level. It's not where I feel like I can get a read on someone or understand how they're doing or you know, what's taking place. But it is what it is. We've used this type of tool, Zoom, to just kind of see a guy's face, see what's taking place, see how he's dealing with things. Hey, pull that up on your screen right there. Let me see what your grades are. Check this out so that I can physically see it so that, you know, we understand what's taking place. For us, Allie, really, it started with, you know, for me to our coaches. And it's like, okay, I want to make sure you guys are on the same page with, you know, with what we're doing. And we really, as a staff, I think have done a great job prior to this, you know, communicating through group me, communicating through text, whatever it is. We got an offensive group me, a defensive group me. We got a, you know, position group me. We got a staff group me. So, I mean, we have already, I think, done a very good job being able to communicate that way. And now that we throw this dynamic into it, yeah, we're not sitting around the table. We're not looking at each other. But now we're sitting there and looking at boxes, you know, making sure that everybody's on the same page. That became, you know, very important that my coaches understood what needed to be communicated. And they have great relationships with each of their players. And I look at football probably a little differently than any other sport. I mean, I've got 100 guys right now that we're trying to communicate with. In the fall, we'll have 120. 
you know, that's like a small team. Our offensive line is basically the size of a basketball team, 15 to 20 people. Our running back group is basically the size of a golf team, you know, six to eight people. So we basically have teams within teams in football, just because you're dealing with such large numbers. The thing that we wanted to make sure of is that we were connecting at a high level, at a very efficient level, while we're not seeing them face-to-face. I don't coach a position, but we really don't have a kicker's coach. So I took the kickers during this time. And I'll be honest, I probably communicated more with them via this way than I would have if I would have seen them in person. Because every day I had to text them. Every Wednesday I wanted to do a FaceTime call individually with them or a phone call with them. Every Thursday we were doing a group FaceTime call. So I think in some cases we communicated more with guys just because it was a constant weekly form of communication. I look at this as a time capsule right now. Mm -hmm. And this is, my hope is that we never go through this again. Right. And we are learning. And when we look back, we'll figure out why we are learning these lessons. Yes. So how do you look at your next steps? Yeah. Kind of reflecting over the last eight weeks or so. And where where are we going with learning that, pausing and learning? How How do you as a coach see that going on. You know, when I grew up in Louisiana, I was very observant about LSU and the governor for some reason. (laughs) And I always said to myself as I grew up, I believe that the head coach from Louisiana State University and the governor will be tied like that. They're the two most important people in the state. And Governor John Bell Edwards and I are really good friends. And when the COVID came out, I didn't know much about it. Just like all of us, it was new. But he asked me to make a PSA. That thing has been played over and over again, but national. It plays in the homes of Louisiana such a time. But it was my job as a leader to tell them about the game plan, to tell them how to cough here. and This is serious, and we need to stay home and stuff like that. And you know what? Right now, they're going to listen to that coach at LSU. So I realized this. I'm still at Ogeron, but I was put in a position of power being the head coach at LSU. And I want to use it for the good of the people. Yeah. Going forward, obviously, we have to follow the protocol. Think about this. We're the first staff in America, college, NFL, to come back to work. Our whole staff came back to work Monday. The president of the school allowed it. The athletic director allowed it. And here was the protocol. We got to check in between 7 and 7.45 to get your temperature checked. And you get questions asked. At 8 o'clock, we were all in our meetings. We had a Zoom meeting. And Shelly gave us the protocol. Basically, the protocol is this. When you're in your office by yourself, you don't need a mask. But when you're outside, okay, and you're going to talk to someone else, and I'm the leader, I do it. We all put a mask And that enabled us to go back to work. We're the first staff in America to do that. Now, you you guys are going to like this little joke. I told them, I said, you know what? Got a bunch of you boys look like doctors in here. They ain't a, they ain't a darn doctor degree in the place. I know that. But they got some football degrees, you know what I'm saying? But I'm proud that we've done that. Now, we're thinking, okay, obviously – you know, the SEC commissioner talked to us and said, look, whatever we're telling you are assumptions. The virus is setting the deadline. We're not. Yeah. But we're thinking and we're hoping that our players can come back here in June mm. and work them out in small groups. Now, we're ready to work them out in groups less than 10. we got a plan. we got everything sanitized. Hopefully that they can go to summer school online. If not, we're hopeful that we can house them, feed them, 
and hopefully in July that we can start practicing again. Now, obviously, the NCAA and the SEC is going to make those rules, but that's what we're planning here. We're planning to play September 5th. We have to. I got to. You got to do that. And if we have to adjust, we have to adjust. But we're not going to blink. I'm listening to my athletic director on a daily basis, and we're going forward. At some point, we know we're all going to get back together as a football program. And that's where our assistant coaches really fell in and did an unbelievable job going back to March when classes were canceled and we went remote. We went virtual with everything. Our coaches had met with their position groups about three times a week. And so, again, the development process, we weren't necessarily developing the physical repetition that's necessary to be the best football player, but hopefully from a mind, we were creating some thought process. They were hearing teaching points, coaching points over and over. So hopefully when we do get back on the practice field, we have developed a little bit and we've improved, even though it's just from a mental standpoint. Our strength and conditioning staff provided workouts for our players had feedback and follow up with many of them. One of the things that that they required is that our kids would videotape them working out. So we would see where they were working out, when they were working out and with what type it's unique. Our strength program provided like three different workouts. One, when you had nothing, when you had some equipment and then you had a full gym to work with. And so it's challenged everybody to think outside the box slightly. I will say this, because of all the technology, technology's been involved in football for years, but we're going to work smarter in the future because of all this. And and I'm going to blame myself a little bit. I've been in the profession 25 years, and I'm probably, you guys have heard like the term gym rat. Well, I'm probably an office rat. You could ask my wife. I'm always in the office. I get up unbelievably early. I stay. I enjoy, I don't have a job. I I coach a game for a living. I sometimes, I'm a glorified gym teacher, and, and, and I love every minute of it. I think we can work smarter. You know, we we have a staff full of young parents that why do we need to be here till five o'clock every day in the off season? And we could be doing some of these things just from our home like we have been, you know, can we continue to work smarter through this whole, and, and I think this has taught a lot of people that probably.